All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that the the listener was interested in when they and so they visited our website techgumbo.net and when you go to our website techgumbo.net and you submit a question, we will be glad to send you out a big beautiful tech gumbo mug. And this week's question is why are big tech companies laying off so many employees? So this is a good question. And so one of the things we started doing, we started looking around, and it turns out that it is a lot of companies. You have Alphabet, which owns Google. You have Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, that we talked about a lot already, Netflix, Twitter, we've talked a lot about already, Coinbase and Crypto.com, who we've talked about those and each one of those has had, you know, some of them are separate reasons as to why they're cutting jobs. But we look to see, is there a more coherent through line we could draw? And the, the first interesting point here is that this doesn't seem to be a trend across the whole U.S. economy. That this does seem to be something specific to the tech sector, which is part of why we're talking about it. Because unemployment in the U.S. right now is below 4%. It's incredibly low. And if anything, a lot of places are having trouble hiring enough people. So the tech sector cutting jobs here is kind of out of line with the rest of the economy. And so that's why we decided to drill a little deeper and see what other things that we could think of. When you have these these big tech companies that have laid off now more than 70,000 employees, and if they're not laid them off, they're planning to lay them off over the coming months. And they're not just laying them off here in the United States either. These are jobs going to be laid off around the world. Uh, even C the Google CEO said, everybody in the U.S. that's going to get laid off, we're doing that right away. But there's a lot of these places around the world where laws prevent them from being laid off right away. We have to give them much longer notices and, and the different laws and practices in those countries. But we're going to lay them off. It's just going to take longer to do so. Right. So that gets to the question of who is being laid off. It's also really interesting, according to data collected by 365 Data Science, the median level of experience was 11 and a half years. Half of all the people fired had 12 years of experience, meaning that in the tech world, these are senior developers. These are senior staff. You're not cutting the, oh, we accidentally hired too many junior people and now we got to let them go. This is, they're going after that 
upper level of people because those are the expensive employees. Yes, and as one of those senior people in in the tech world, I'm very happy to say that I'm still very well employed and very happy to be very well employed. But as far as these other folks that know so much, have so much experience, and are so valuable to the company, and yet also so expensive to the company, they're all of a sudden expendable. And I think that's exactly the right word to use because the, all these companies are making the evaluation that, okay, the next person up, they're not going to be as good. Maybe they'll be 85% as good, but I'm only going to pay them half as much. You there with 20 years of experience, I pay the, the guy with 10 years experience beneath you half your salary. And yeah, sure, it'll take him a while to learn and grow and whatever, but he's going to do most of your job pretty well. And so that's what they're doing here is that it's very much not the 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 new growth this is people who had been there for a long time now it was also interesting that approximately 28 percent of all these layoffs were coming from the hr department and also more than half of all the layoffs were female and if you know anything about the tech sector the tech sector is not half female so you're already starting with fewer women, and the people who are being laid off are more women than men. You're shrinking your percentage of your women in your workforce even further. That's a startling number. When I, and these big tech companies, if it's not 90-10, it's you know, 80-20 rather, so that you have that many more men and more than half are female when you already are such a small portion of the tech sector jobs, that's stunning to me. Then, so we've talked about where are they being laid off? We've talked about who is being laid off. The final question is why are they being laid off? And so this is a, a much harder question to answer, but I think the best solution that I could provide, the best understanding or explanation is that from 2010 to 2020, all of these companies grew freely. Google, Twitter, Netflix, Uber, Amazon, Apple, they just grew. Their stock went up because they were funded by a large amount of venture capital. They could just grow and grow and grow. There was always more people to add to their service, always more people to put on their platform. And the bill would come due in the future. And we're getting to the point in a lot of these industries where you're reaching saturation and that you can't keep growing. We saw last year that Facebook, for the first time ever, had the number of users decline in one quarter. Netflix is having their number of users hit saturation or decline. And all of a sudden, people say, oh, you can't just keep growing forever. Maybe I need to be a bit more conservative now with how I estimate these things. This is the, the natural conclusion of that. It really is just kind of, you can't live on the price of your stock. That, hey, we're, we're, we're losing money as a company. Our revenue sucks, but man, our stock prices are so good. Let's hire more people. Our stock prices are so good. Well, at some point, the stock prices kind of, 
slowed up a little bit. Now we're looking at recession. Maybe we're in recession and the stock prices are not going up and up and up. They're leveling, maybe dipping a little, leveling, dipping, leveling. And then it becomes a real copycat league. Hey, well, if you can lay off a thousand people, watch me. I can lay off 1,500. Oh, yeah, hold my beard and I can lay off 12,000. And then one after another, all these tech companies want to be like everybody else and start laying off people. And well, why did you lay off? You made money this Oh, well, because they laid off tech people, so we had to do it too. The meta is still very profitable. Google is still very profitable. No one is accusing Amazon of losing money anytime soon. It's very much, I think, as you were saying, that you know, one company looks smart by doing it. Oh, they're trimming. They're, they're becoming more lean. Well, we have to do that as well. But it's not necessarily going to improve your job performance. It's not going to improve the quality of your product. Don't have a lot of great answers here. No. But we do want to thank the listener for giving us that question. The listener actually asked that question in person, and I gave her the mug in person. But then she also went to the website to officially submit the question. Just thanked her very nicely for doing so. And she now has a big, beautiful tech gumbo mug that she loves. So glad to hear it. So the big story we want to talk about the rest of the show here is all about TikTok and starting off with the fact that a lot of colleges around the country are banning TikTok on their university network. Yeah. So this includes Auburn University, University of Oklahoma, Boise State, uh, UT Austin, Texas A&M, UT Dallas. These are large universities. This isn't just some small liberal arts college in the Northeast. These are state schools in the South with 20,000, 30,000 people at them. This is big news. A lot of these campuses are responding to states that have come out and said, you can't have TikTok on on state-owned smartphones or tablets, and you can't go to TikTok on state-owned computers. Nobody's questioning going to Google, Facebook, or Twitter. But TikTok, we can't do TikTok on, on these state-owned devices. Right. And so the argument is that if it's a state-owned Wi-Fi device, which all the Wi-Fi transmitters on the universities are, and it's a state-owned Wi-Fi network. Well, if you have TikTok moving across that, that counts. That's where the a lot of these bands are coming from. This is a really interesting trend because you're really going after Gen Z here who are the primary consumers of TikTok, but their rationale isn't, we're trying to do it to reduce your consumption because we think that it's bad for your mental health. They're doing it because they think that TikTok is fundamentally uh, a cybersecurity risk. And to be clear, if these students on these campuses just switch to the cellular network, they can still get to TikTok. It's only if they're trying to use the campus Wi-Fi network. Yes, absolutely. And the bigger concern is why? Why TikTok? And just gets back to the, oh, well, that's because the Chinese government owns them. So we're going to say, ooh, Google good, China bad. There there are some legitimate concerns that you can draw 
for example, TikTok has officially confirmed something that we've known for a long time, but they've officially confirmed it, that their own employees can decide what goes viral. That it's been a long time, heavily reported, but not officially confirmed until now, that TikTok would alter the things which show up first on your For You pages. And they're specifically choosing for young, attractive, skinny, white people, specifically women. And anybody who doesn't fall into one of those categories, they're just not quite as high up on the list of the people that TikTok want to show off because TikTok thinks that the young, healthy, skinny white people are more likely to draw viewership in America. It's really fascinating that TikTok has actually had to come out and admit that, yeah, that's what we're doing, but that's how we've gotten to be so big. We're good. We know what we're doing. Trust us. This is a good thing. So as part of the states going around looking for reasons to ban TikTok, Connecticut actually reached directly out to the FBI and said, hey, you know, we see a lot of other neighboring states doing it, including Maryland. We want to say, are there additional reasons to ban TikTok? And the FBI said, there are no additional cybersecurity reasons. The only thing reasons that the FBI would present are public record already, public knowledge. The FBI doesn't have any kind of secret backroom, hey, you really got to do this. Everything that is known is known out in the open. The Connecticut chief information officer expressed agreement that Maryland's ban appeared to be a, a severe case of overreaching, that he doesn't think that they're they're a part of a cyber crime. They may not be the best thing on earth, but they're not criminal. Ultimately, the C CIO of Connecticut determined that the risk of TikTok was low based upon the fact that among other criteria, he'd not actually received direct information suggesting that TikTok had misused data. Uh, there's only the threat that because they're owned by a Chinese corporation, they could possibly. But most of the data uh, that is on the U.S. TikTok is processed on U.S. servers. The vast majority of the data from U.S. TikTok does not travel across the Pacific Ocean to China. It stays here in the country. When, when, when President Trump was in office, you know, he had the whole thing where they, they was going to cut TikTok off, just kick them out of the U.S., not let them. And so they, they agreed to move servers into the U.S., and there was a big bidding war as to who was going to buy TikTok. And so, okay, now their servers are here in the U.S., and they're run by a U.S. company. They're not owned. They're, these servers are run by a U.S. company. They're still owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company, which is still an issue potentially issue I, I i and i'm not somebody who's on tiktok i don't have a tiktok account i, I don't care to for tiktok don't care to that i'm missing out i don't know that i am or not so this is not me somebody bashing on tiktok at all i'm just trying to understand why we have just gone so deep on tiktok when all they are is just another social media platform scraping as much data together as they can, and they're really good at doing that, to turn around and sell ads to you. Exactly. Professor Cliff Lamp, a professor of information at the University of Michigan, said, 
we have yet to see any evidence that TikTok is a greater risk than any other social media platform. He said the sole concern expressed is that its main owner is a Chinese company. And so that's the whole argument here is that Facebook is scraping the same data from you. Twitter is scraping the same data from you. YouTube, Instagram, they're all taking the same absurd amount of data from you. But we're just more okay with it because those are U.S. companies. And so we've seen a lot of people you know getting up and pounding their fists and saying we need to stop the stop this we need to go after this and tiktok makes a very easy punching bag because one group of people can say oh we're going after big tech we're trying to hold big tech accountable another group of people can say oh we're going after china we're gonna be tough on china but if you actually wanted to make a difference what you would do is you would just create u.s data privacy laws we would have a u.s version of what europe what europe has with the gdpr because even if you did ban tiktok in the u.s which you never would and you never could they won't be the last social media platform from another country you will have other social media platforms in other countries and if you don't want to keep playing this game of whack-a-mole just build consumer data privacy laws Make it so no one can spy on me. That's all I'm asking for here. And that's a very, very legitimate response that I want my data to be controlled by me. I don't want these big social media platforms to know more about me than me. I don't want them to sell advertising to all of these advertisers because this is what Haggai wants to see. So how many of you folks want to line up to sell ads specifically to Haggai? Because this is what he likes. Now, they're not saying, and we've told this story too many times, they're not saying this is Haggai Davis and this is what he likes. Come see Haggai. But hey, do you want to see this guy and you want somebody who lives in South Louisiana and that meets these categories and he will probably like your product? Then come sell. Come here. We'll, we'll sell you these ads. Oh, and it can get very, very specific with the categories that they have on you. Again, they're not going to have your name. They're not going to have your address attached to it, but really uncomfortably specific with the the words and the categorization and the it's what they know about you is an incredible amount. I, I would like to, one, just know what they know about me and then two, be in control of it. That in Europe, you can demand that a, co- a company send you all the information they have on you, and then you can demand that they delete that information, that that data is yours. You were in control of it, and that is just such a powerful right that the European Union has granted to its citizens, but we here in the U.S. cannot grant to our own. And just this week, the EU, they had a sit-down meeting with the, the new owner of Twitter, to express to him how the data rights work and Twitter was not very compliant. And this was about an hour long meeting that is going to really change a lot of things inside of Twitter. Hopefully for Twitter, it changes a lot of things at Twitter because the European Union also does not mess around with fines or bans. They have teeth in their enforcement legislation, and they like to use them. This is very much one of those mess around and find out situations. And I'm curious to see if Twitter keeps messing around because they will find out. 
and they will wind up not being able to be used on the European continent. And that's bad for their advertising revenue, which they are currently hurting for. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.